And we're excited to be right here in this station again tonight, as we usually are, Thursday nights at 6.06 p.m. And with me is my wonderful co-host, Dr. Angel Falzoni. And how are you, doctor? I am doing well. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. We are still in our series on inner confidence, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes. And uh, Pete, what do you think... uh, Oh, yes. Thank you for the applause there for her. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What, what do you think about the Rays? Aren't they just doing great? Uh, um, they're doing absolutely abominable right now. Yeah. They just lost to the Boston Red Sox in extra innings, uh, three oh. to two. Uh, they had a chance to win yeah, this game. Yeah, they, they blew did. It. I saw a little bit of it. It is what it is, guys. You know, we well, talked about it at the beginning of the year when you get rid of all that talent. Right. And you get nothing back, and you expect these type of results. I mean, this is what you get right here. Yes, one and six. One and six. Wonder how the inner confidence is going on with the Rays. There is right no now. inner confidence, <laughs> not at the plate. I hope they're listening to this show. I, I don't I, think they're listening right now. They're probably in their locker room with crying, their head between crying. their legs. Yes, crying. And honestly, a lot of it is not their fault because they're not a talented team. They yeah. don't have the talent. Yeah. A lot of players that are unproven, right. and on top of it. You got to hit the ball. Right. You just got to. You got to have confidence when you go up to the plate. They don't like their confident bunch right now. They're right. not going to be. Yeah. They're losing. They're in a losing streak to start the season. It's yeah, a, that's bad. It's going to be a long, long year, Marsha. No, no. That's going to be long bad. Long year. I know it. And maybe that's why we're still in this series on inner <laughs> confidence for the Rays. I don't know. Yes. So, such an important topic, Dr. Angel. And, you know, it's so cool that we can actually have these topics that really relate to our everyday lives because we all have areas that we need to improve in our lives. And this is one that I think a lot of people struggle with, having that confidence on the inside to try new things or to... Um, you know, just branch out, meet new people or whatever the case may be. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I'd like to start the show tonight with you telling everybody again, the difference between self-confidence and self-esteem, because some people may think that that they are the same and they're not. No, they are not the same. Self-esteem has to do with what you believe about your value. So when we're talking about self-esteem, it is all about your worth or value to other people. Um, When we talk about self-confidence, that's being able to believe in your abilities. Okay. So that has to do with your value. Correct. Okay. It's your abilities. Correct. But people who don't think they're valuable also tend to not think they have abilities. Okay. So they can go hand in hand. Okay, so when we talk about value, what are we really talking about? What, what, what do we mean there that people need to understand that they have value? I'm, I know we're talking about self-esteem in that regard, but... Well, having value means that I can make decisions for myself. Okay. When I feel like I have value, I'm going to protect myself a little bit from relationships. I'll, I'll start setting boundaries when I think I have value. And people who don't believe they have value, they right. don't believe they have worth, they don't believe they have um, talents and skills, tend to get run over like a carpet mat all the time. And then they're always complaining yeah. because everyone's using them because they are using, they don't believe in their they value. They don't believe in their own values. So we're going to talk specific tonight, kind of... Uh, why this inner confidence is so important and how can you develop it if you're one of our listeners out there that go, hey, that's me. I, I don't feel like I have much inner confidence. We're going to talk specifically tonight on what people can do to change this in their lives. So you may want to grab a pen and a paper because this is good stuff. So Dr. Angel, talk to us. So why we want to have inner confidence, we want to have it because first of all, it helps us to pursue our goals, our dreams, what we want to do with ourselves. Right. 
yourself um, because we're, we're trusting in our abilities. Okay, but what about the person who says, I have no dreams? Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah, so that means there's a lot of other stuff going under there because as individuals, we should always have something we're striving for, something we want, something we're working for, something that's important to us. So is that a good place to start for some people when they feel like they have no inner confidence? Maybe they need to start dreaming and believing that they can accomplish some, some particular thing? Absolutely. Um, so when we have inner confidence, we are more likely to start pursuing our dreams and goals. Okay. Um, and we start breaking free from the opinions of others. Um, when we don't have self-esteem or self-confidence, we tend to rely all about other people's opinions. So they kind right. of are making our life's decisions down to what clothes we'll wear, or how we raise our kids, or what types of jobs we take, or whatever. We are always looking at others for what they think. Don't you think that's a big problem with a lot of people, that they constantly are taking their cues in life or what to how to dress what to feel how to behave how to react from other people absolutely they are and then they feel like others are running their life well they are running their your life because you let them do that and people who lack confidence tend to um i i know this woman she was when she first got married she had no inner confidence on being a wife being a mother and so she kept letting her mother-in-law Come help her and show her how to do all these oh, things. That's yeah. a recipe for this success. Is, this isn't is going it? down because <laughs> as she got, she started learning and she decided she wanted to do things in her home different than how right. the mother-in-law did, and it became a problem. Oh, sure, huge yeah. problem. So we have to be careful. We open some of those doors sometimes that end up biting us back. And don't we do that sometimes just because we lack confidence? Uh, that's exactly why you we're know, doing it. And we're thinking somebody else must have the answer to this that we don't have. You know. And when, in fact, that's not the case necessarily. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So having inner confidence means I trust in my ability to make decisions and my ability to decide what's best for me in my life instead of totally relying on what other people think. Exactly. Yeah. And isn't it uh, isn't it difficult for some people to even recognize that they lack self-confidence? They know something's wrong. They know they don't feel the same way that they feel like other people must feel or act or whatever, but they're not really sure how to put a finger on what it is. You know, I've never had someone come to my office and say, Dr. Angel, I need help with my inner confidence. Like, it's not <laughs> one of those things people are thinking of. They're coming right. because they're feeling isolated and sad yes. or anxious, yes. which are symptoms of not having a healthy inner confidence. Okay, so, so let's go over those symptoms. So any type of, like, anxiety is a big one because when I don't have inner confidence, I'm always worried about making a decision some people get paralyzed and can't even do that right they have to let other people do it i feel depressed i don't feel like i can do anything well that's kind of sad yeah yeah so depression anxiety are big indicators of lack of fear has something to do with it oh absolutely well fear is related to anxiety right Absolutely. Uh, Before you go on with this, we want to invite any listeners that want to be involved in tonight's show to go ahead and call. You can call in at any time during the show. Pete will answer the phone, 727-441-3000. Or you can text questions, comments, whatever you want to do to my text, my phone right here, 727-888-4171. I'll give you that text number again. We find a lot of people would rather text than call in because they're a little nervous to do that and be heard on the air but the text number is 727-888-4171 so feel free to get involved with the show ask the questions that you might have or make your comments so back to inner confidence then so when you know uh, the first week i think you gave some examples of people how they react sometimes when they lack self-confidence that might help people understand what this is really about Do you remember giving some of those? Oh, absolutely. So when people lack self-confidence, I might hear them say things like, I've just never had confidence. I was just born Born this this way. way. Or I used to be confident and then, oh, I lost my job. Or my husband walked out on me. Or something happened and took my confidence with with them. Um, Or I'm confident most of the time, except, and they think, some people think when you're uncomfortable, it means you don't have confidence. And, And that's not true. 
or people just I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Those always apologetic people. Yeah, always apologizing. Don't you think that's kind of a big clue too? Yes. Yeah. So when people come in your office, let's say, and they are sitting there and you begin to realize that the root of what is going on is that they lack inner confidence, how do you begin to approach that? Can you tell us? Well, that's where we're going to really go into the meat and potatoes All of right, the show. Let's get so into it. Let's imp- get into ways it. to improve our inner confidence. Now, there's a lot of different things you can do, and it doesn't mean you have to do them all. Everyone's different. Okay. So some things work better for some people than others. These are things we can do These to improve. These are things you can do our to improve confidence or inner confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. And one of the big one is just grooming yourself. Okay. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Okay. And speaking of clean, because this show is very clean. Yes. We're definitely going to go to the phone lines and get Nan on the line. Oh, Welcome right. to Go Yard. All right. Hey, Nan, talk to us. Hey. Okay. Well, you know, you're, the subject you're talking about is a very special one to me. Um, you know, I went through a long period of not having self-esteem or self-confidence, and that period was actually when I was married because my husband put me down. Oh, you know, okay. and yeah, and you know, and 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 it messed with my psyche. Right. And I listened to what he had to say, which wasn't very nice stuff, you know. And that wrecked havoc on me, you know. Right. And then after we got divorced, and I surrounded myself with some some strong women that I knew, and uh, went to counseling, and uh, it got got it going now. You know what I mean? Got it going now. So, well, you know, back to thing. back to when this was going on for the worst for you. Uh, was this precipitated by other issues going on in your in your marriage? I mean, or was he trying to just belittle you because he was a mean spirited person, or what? Well, he was trying to keep me married to him uh, oh. because he would say stuff like, uh, "No one's ever going to want to marry you if you divorce me. You know, you need me in your life, and you know, just it was a, it was a control issue, but to try to keep me so I would never try to leave him and divorce him." Because for fear that I'd be alone the rest of my life, which is not the case. I see now. But at the time, I didn't really see it. So I kind of succumbed to what was being said. Well, you know, you bring up um, some really great points because a lot of individuals, when they are lacking confidence, they have started believing the negative words others have said and they keep repeating them over and over even Mm -hmm. when the source stops saying them when they're away from that source. Because it's a tape running in their heads, It is, it's a tape. Yeah. So, uh, how did you overcome? Um, well, time helped with that, and like I said, I, I went to counseling. I okay. believe in counseling. Went to counseling, and um, so I had some strong women in my life. By strong strength, of uh, women who had a lot of self esteem, self confidence, and I kind of learned from them kind of how to do that. Basically. Okay. I mean. Okay. Cool. So you had some good positive okay. examples. Exactly, I did. Yes, ma'am. We can't really undervalue how important Mm -hmm. positive examples are, can we? No, those are extremely important. Yeah. Because we get to see that it can happen, so it's like an evidence. And then we kind of get to see how they did it, so it's kind of the recipe. Right. So, yeah, that's very valuable. Yeah. So, thank you, Nan, for calling in. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? No, just I'm enjoying listening to the show. All All right. right. Thanks for calling. Okay, thanks for calling. Uh, so, way to improve, ways to improve your inner so confidence. So, the first one is grooming yourself. Okay. Um, a lot of individuals who don't have inner confidence don't really take a lot of pride in their appearance. And it doesn't mean that we have to spend a ton of money and have the finest of fine. We don't. But we can be tidy. We can take our showers and get our hair groomed and look more groomed. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we feel better. We believe we have value. And I'm taking care, we take care of what we value. So when I don't value myself, I'm not going to put a lot of time into what I'm looking like or what my appearance looks like. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to feel bad about Is myself and not trust myself. Absolutely. Do you see that in practice? I see that all the time. I can pretty much just go through the waiting room at work and I can tell you who doesn't have that confidence or self-esteem right. just by their the presence. Way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But what you're doing is tricking yourself. Well, you're helping yourself value yourself and feeling better about who you are. And so that's where that confidence starts to happen. Right. 
Okay, so it's very important. The grooming, okay, what else? All right, well, now we're going to take it on next up with grooming, but dressing, nice. Putting on clothes that match, that aren't wrinkled, that you haven't worn for four days straight, that or don't have the, the, <laughs> the bleach stain across the black shirt. I watched someone walk in with that. Um, it Don't have to dress to the nines to dress appropriate. So, you know, just take right. a little time. Be purposeful. You know, dress for where you're going um, and be purposeful about that you will start to value yourself more as you're doing that. And it, and other people will too. And I'll tell you this true, because if I have a frumpy day and that happens, some days I'll throw my hair in a mu- messy bun and just throw on a t-shirt and a pair of shorts and I could go in the mall and I'll tell you what, I, salespeople won't come help me. Really? Yeah. They just size me up. I'm like, I'm the same inside. Wow. But the way people, if I walk in the mall from work and I have my heels on and my dress still on, oh my goodness, everyone's been in over backwards to help me out. Interesting. Yeah. And how about the people that go to Walmart and places like that in the middle of the night in their pajamas? Oh yeah. See, that's not a, that's not a good sign <laughs> you of having. You don't do that, do you, Dr. No, Angel? I okay. I'm glad to know that. Okay. <laughs> I right. do not. But it really, there's value in how you dress and what there you look is, like. Yes. And it does make you feel better when you know you look better. It well, does. You think about the commercial that that um, fantastic Sam's used to run. It's all about the hair, you know, when right. people would go get their hair done, they they come out smiling. They yeah. feel, feel a little better because they're taking care of themselves. So just personal care mm-hmm. is what you're saying will help you feel better about yourself. Yeah, it'll help you. You are valuing yourself. You're putting time, money, and energy into you. Right. You know, and so often I'll see women, mothers who have kids, and they're probably exhausted from what everything they have to do to raise little kids but the kids will all be looking nice and groomed and the mom looks like she's a hot mess and she feels <laughs> like a hot mess and so we feel that impacts how we feel it does doesn't it yeah so if we want to feel better we can start taking care of ourselves better right okay all right good idea and so often people just kind of forget that don't they and it's not they that do, and a lot of people devalue it really right. they don't put it it doesn't matter what i wear it doesn't matter what i look like but i'll tell you what i can go on a conference call where i can't see a single person and i can tell you who's dressed nicely and who's not really yes just through the conference call through their voice people who have are on their conference call in their pajamas tend to not you know, engage in the conference call much, have quieter voices, don't come up with good ideas. People who are dressed at least work appropriate, uh, they are more, you know, coming in with great ideas. They're engaging. Their voice is stronger Wouldn't just that on be how a they're fun dressed. thing to say? Oh, by the way, how are you dressed right now? What do you have on? I can on tell it? you who got dressed for that conference call and who's at home in and their who's pajamas. In their okay. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to be careful to never have a conference call with you when I'm in my pajamas. All right. So um, it's important to kind of begin to understand what's going on on the inside of you, right? Inner confidence has a lot to do with awareness, doesn't it? So many people don't have much self-awareness. They're just plugging along in life and not even aware that they are very... What's the word? Unconfident? I don't know the word. Not, <laughs> they're lacking com- confidence. They're lacking confidence. Yeah. Well, you know, the word there. You're you're right. So most a lot of people spend a lot of time looking at other people's lives, and they can find their mistakes. They can find oh, the yeah. things they're doing oh, yeah. wrong. Their parenting skills I think that we're are wrong. All good at that, aren't we? <laughs> they are. Yeah. A lot of people are really, really good at this. And judging and then others. Yeah. They don't. They don't realize they need to look inside themselves because they're just spending so much time focused on what other people are doing. So I'm going to tell you, quit worrying about other people. Right. And start looking at who you are. I'm taking that inventory about how do I really feel about myself? Oh, you mean ask that question? Sit down and ask ask that that question question and write it down, perhaps your answer. Absolutely. Because... When we lack confidence, it's it's an enemy to us. Oh, we are is, yeah. not going to find the success that we want. We're not going to find contentment. Our, it'll, it'll spiral down to relationships, parenting our kids. Like, it spirals into all of our life. And so that's our enemy, is not having confidence. So people that think that it's just isolated and does not affect a job performance or how you get along in your family unit or anything else are wrong, right? It, it impacts is, every it impacts everything, everything you do in your life. Right. And so I don't think people want to come in and say, well, I just don't want to be successful in life. I'm okay. You know, people don't feel that way. They right. want to have a good life. And so 
lacking confidence is our enemy. And so we need to know what our enemy is. So when I'm taking self inventory, I'm having an opportunity to see exactly what that enemy is. Might be those tapes that you heard from an ex or from your parent or something that you're pumping in that you're continuing. That's making you feel like you're less than and don't a lot of people in their lives have somebody at least once sometimes a lot more than one person who continually devalues them and puts them down i've heard so many people through the years as a pastor and i'm sure you've heard it in counseling where there are significant people in their lives that are putting them down or telling them they're never like a mother Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's really bad or a father or a grandparent you're never going to amount to anything you're not nearly as cute or smart as your cousin or your brother or right Mm -hmm. doesn't this affect things greatly yes it does impact things greatly and so we need to kind of watch our words with others at the same time we need to kind of look at what were the words that we've heard from others that's right and ourselves sometimes we add to those piles and we can tear ourselves down as well and so we need to look at where did it come from we need to know that enemy so that we can fight that enemy you know consider the source um a lot of people on social media, they have all these friends, right? But they're not really, they're really, not really friends. friends. They're like social media <laughs> friends. Right. And so I was talking to um, a patient and she got a negative comment from somebody she didn't even know, really. Just a social media friend. And she was so irritated by that and oh my hurt gosh. by it. Oh my gosh. And I said, what difference does it make what she right. thinks? Like, she's not a part of your life. It's not a valued really Consider your source right. for those negative um, thoughts and opinions that we're letting exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. Very important. Absolutely. And so you can cut yourself off from some of those sources as you go. Kind of hard for some people to do, though, right? Let's say depends on the source. Let's say that one of our listeners is sitting there, or 10 of our listeners sitting there and going, Yeah, you just described my mother in law, or you just described my husband, or somebody in my life. What do they do when they realize that person is continually putting them down, putting them in their place, making fun of them, or. Letting them feel like they'll never be a success. Well, there's a lot of things we can do. So if you're wanting to stay in that relationship, then what you're going to have to do is consider your source. Right. And not uh, take on that information they're giving you. Don't let that belong to your identity. Know the truth of who you are. I do have skills. I do have value. I do have abilities. I can do this. And you have to replace their negative words with your positive truth. Exactly. Um, Or if it's just really unhealthy, then separate from it right get away from it okay so one of the things as far as evaluating is what do you do well right absolutely look at what you succeed at or what you have succeeded at right and everybody has strengths everybody does some every single person has has something that they can do well right right you know but they're so focused on what i can't do right we need to start focusing on what we can do Mm -mm -mm. Okay, so your limitations. There's a lot of people that feel like they are so limited that they cannot ever change their life in any way because they don't feel talented. Then let's talk about that right after the break. All right. All right. Limitations. We'll be right back. Go yard. Glad you're with us tonight. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Talk Radio Network.
good song. Yeah, <laughs> love it. All right. Welcome back to Go Yard. We are still in our series where we've been in the last couple weeks on inner confidence. How do you develop it? What do you? What is going on in your life when you lack it? What can you do to remedy this situation? Because our Go Yard shows and series are all about making changes. Right, Doctor? Uh, yes, it's about making those tweaks in our life to yeah. help us live the best life we can. Okay. So we started to talk about limitations before the break. And, you know, what's a limitation? How do we know if we have it or not? Well, a limitation is anything that you believe holds you back okay. from getting to where you want to go. So some of our limitations are real and some of them are imagined. They're just in our head as an obstacle. Um, like the person who's like, oh, I, I could never become, you know, go get a college degree because I'm just not smart enough. That's kind of an, um, could be an imagined limitation for someone right. because there are a lot of, I've watched a lot of people who are determined who could have had that limitation get through and earn their degree or get their career, go to trade school or whatever. And then we may have real ones. Maybe you have a disability and you do have a physical limitation. Sure. We can consider them, but they don't have to hold us back. It's always inspiring to see somebody with a physical disability or even a mental issue or whatever succeed. Isn't it great? I mean, I love to watch those kind of stories. I, you know, I do too. And, you know, there's so many of them. Right. That's what's amazing. Um, you know, you talk about a lot of people who have become very successful had a lot of limitations to overcome. Um, and we may not hear all their stories, but a lot of them have. And it's really I love it when people post them on social media about where they started and all those. Right. You know, the hardships they experienced because I know them for their success today. Yes. And so it's encouraging. It is to know that. Yes, we all have limitations, and, and you get but we a, can go. We can. We have to persevere. You know, I think last week or the week before, we were talking about your situation, and somebody may have missed that show, uh, because you did not grow up in a family where there were any college students whatsoever, college degrees, right? Correct. Okay. And so it was something out of the box, yes. thinking outside the box for you to even think that you could ever get a degree and when you started you really didn't think you would end up with a phd and be a licensed mental health counselor either did you uh, when i started i didn't even think i would have an associate's degree really um but you know i i dared to think with the mentality of if i don't try i'll never have it right if i try i may not succeed or i may have it but at least i know i've tried what was motivating you? Let's just get personal here. Oh, because I really wanted to provide a better life for my kids. Okay. You know, I had Anthony was a baby, and I wanted him to have every opportunity. Right. Don't you think that is a motivation for a lot of people when it comes that comes to their children? Yeah, children can be a great yeah. motivator for us to yeah. make decisions. Exactly. But yeah. yeah, that I wanted to provide my kids with the best life I could. So I'm like, I'm going to give this a whirl. Right. I'm going to do my best. I mean, I would rather not, I don't want to die with the regret of I didn't try. Exactly. I'd rather know I tried and just couldn't do it. But that How was my limit. How old were you when you started into college? I was 21. 21. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So that was your motivator. That was my motivator. And did you go straight through or did you take time in between? Because no, some I, of our listeners may say, I just can't do this straight through or whatever. I did not go straight through. So I took it degree by degree. So I got, I got my associate's degree and then I took like a year off. Then I went and got my bachelor degrees and then took some time off. And then, you know, so right. I did it step by step. Right. Okay. One class at a time. Wow. Wow. So did you have to change your self-talk? Absolutely, had to change my self-talk. Okay. To and the person who doesn't understand what I even ask you, would you define that and explain it? Our self-talk are the words we use to, when we talk to ourselves or right. about ourselves. So everyone kind of has it. Like when you do something, so like, oh my gosh, you are so stupid. You know, we right. tell ourselves these things right. all the time. Yeah. That's why some of us don't even need other people to feed them, and we're really good at it. And so we have to change our self-talk. Um, or we're going to defeat ourselves. We're feeding our enemy. And for the person out there that says, I always lose things or I always forget this or I can't remember this, quit saying that. Absolutely. Why? Why is that the case? <laughs> because you are kind of creating a self-fulfilling prophecy for right. yourself. When we right. say, I can't do it, you're right. You can't. Right. You can't. So stop making your words your limitation. Right. And exactly. So to get words through that. Words are critical. They really are. You know, you can take stickies and just write positive self-talk on oh, places gosh, you visit yes. every day. Help 
feed that for I used yourself. to put those on a mirror years and years ago, you know, and, and that kind of thing. I mean, that stuff works. It does. When you're reading, especially if it's scripture, which we've talked about before on the show, when you're positive affirmations about who you are, even though you may not feel that you are that. Exactly. What you're doing is you're creating a new tape. Right. And before long, you will start to feel those those things that you're feeding because what yeah. we feed grows, what we starve dies. So we can't feed the negative and think we're going to have confidence. Exactly. It's not going to happen. So the person who finds themselves daydreaming, driving down the road, I, we've all done this and we're like three miles from ha- the house and can't remember having gone past that one restaurant we always go past, right? Right. So something's going on in our thoughts. What's going on? Well, that's what we need to evaluate. What's mm-hmm. going on? What are we thinking about on that downtime? Mm-hmm. Because what you think is what you become. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Our thoughts right. are so powerful. Yeah. So if we want to become better, we need to start implanting better thoughts. Right. Okay. So think a different thought. Yeah. If you you're can, not happy you with what that. you're, yeah. If you're not happy with the way you're thinking, think something different. Absolutely. So, I mean, you can actually stop. I do this to myself sometimes. If I'm going down a negative path of feeling like, oh, this is not going to work out. Oh, this is really going bad and blah, 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 blah. I'll, I'll just say it out loud just to jolt myself back, you know, mm-hmm. and say, whoa, I'm not going there. No. I'm not going there. And then I'll start saying the positive thing out loud, driving down the car. Nobody's listening but me. But (laughs) I am hearing that. Is that a good idea? That's a perfect idea. Um, And there's a lot of other ways um, we can get those thoughts. There are great positive books we can listen to in our car. Exactly. um, Positive music that lifts us up. Like There's a lot of ways we can get those positive messages. We need to pick what works and don't, use it. Don't you think, Dr. Angel, that the world is full of negativity? The world, the news, turn it on. It's always awful, right? Just mm-hmm. about. Uh, anything, we are surrounded with negative things going on. We're surrounded with negative reactions from people. Some people will just get so upset about the the most minor little thing. Or you get honked at in traffic or you know, the negative is so strong in our lives, in my opinion. You want to correct me on that? Oh, it is absolutely strong. And we can add the social media effect because it, oh, that is, yeah. com- you know, made it so much worse right. with the negativity that's being fed. Um, and we take that in all the time. How much time are you spending reading that stuff? Um, because that's going to become who you are. What you that's feed exactly is what right. you grow. You know, and in my life personally, there was a lot of things I had to just cut out because... It was hurting me and giving me negative thoughts. And so I had to kind of take a different perspective. I had to put relationships in different levels for myself. You want to explain that? Sure. So people that I let close in, got, you know, got to hear my secrets or my thoughts or what was really happening. Do you have secrets, doctor? Oh, I have secrets. Oh. Um, well, but obviously things- I'm not close in since <laughs> I don't know what her secrets are, but... You know, just no, things that seriously. we don't, you yeah, know, right. expose to just anybody Everybody. we meet on the street. Sure, absolutely. And I'm just giving you a hard time. I don't know. You always give me a hard I know. time. I know. It wouldn't be our show if we didn't that's have that. That's right. I'm, that's my goal. But so I let them in close and then I realized these people are feeding this negative energy yeah. into me. So I had to kind of push them back and stop sharing the deep personal information and stop sharing my thoughts and my dreams and my goals because they were going to take me right. down and I would never get there. Didn't mean I'm not still in a relationship with them, they just don't get the intimate personal details. So you don't really send them an email and say, from now on, I'm not giving you any details in my life. No, you don't do that. Not at all. But how do you send that message? Well, I just stop giving them (laughs) the details. (laughs) Um, And, you know, one one great way to turn a conversation is talk about the other, you know, let them talk about themselves. And, you know, and it kind of ask them questions, Mm -hmm. get them talking about themselves. Good technique. Okay, so our thoughts are powerful and we become what we think about. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing you say, right? Yes. Okay, so how else can we change this confidence quotient going on in our lives besides changing the tapes, changing our thought patterns? What else? Well, we can have positive actions. What do you mean? So... Remember, um, we did a show a while back, and I said, what can we control of ourselves? We can control our thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our actions, right? These are things I have control over. So we we talked about having control over our thoughts. Now we need to have control over our actions and do positive things, act in a positive way. 
um, do something kind for somebody. Right. We feel sure. better. Oh, we do. Yeah. We get that smile. You know, we get that positive Kindness reaction. Kindness feels good, doesn't it? Not just in the other person, but in yourself when you're being kind. And ourselves. Compliment yeah. other people. Yeah. Like, these are positive actions that are feeding positive mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. for us. People um, like to be complimented. Yeah. And, you know, it's a... It's a win-win situation. So mm-hmm. why are we not doing this? Um, put energy into our actions. If we're gonna do something, let's do it. Let's do it with some wanting to do it well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was this phrase that oh my gosh, used to drive me crazy with my ex. Every, he would always go, "Oh, it's good enough for the government." I'm like, well, "Why would that be your standard? If you're putting your energy into something, why want you want to do your best? Right? Why do you want to do the minimum? Right? So put some energy into what you're doing. So if you have a job. Put that effort into that. You will feel better about yourself. You'll Absolutely. have, you know, you'll feel proud of what you're accomplishing, which feeds value. It does. And confidence. So when your job or relationships put some effort, put some thought in it, maybe you just need to do some kind deeds around the house and your spouse or your whoever is going to be happy that you saw the initiative and cleaned the house when it wasn't the day to clean the house or when it was somebody else's job and you did it yourself. You Absolutely. Know? So what you're doing is you're feeding, it's, it's a double positive. You're going to have positive feelings, but you're improving whatever relationship is that you've reached out to. People to love give to receive kindness. Yeah, they do. Kindness is a good thing. It feels good. Um, even kindness from strangers is amazing. It can yes. make it break someone's day. Right. Absolutely. It makes you feel good about yourself. That's what we're saying right yes. here. This it, is a positive action you can do. Be kind, go out of the way, do something different out of the norm right so being kind and generous are Mm -hmm. other positive actions that are going to help us grow that inner confidence and self-esteem being generous you want to talk about that what does that mean sure so first treat others we want to treat them with kindness and generosity and when we're talking about generous we're thinking what can i do to help you what can i i'm going to give of myself i'm not going to just do this minimum expectation again i'm doing it well so it doesn't have to be money a lot of times when we talk about generosity people think oh it's money it doesn't have no, to be money, no. but being generous means when I do give you my time, I'm giving you my undivided time. Or when I do this for you, I'm going to do it well for you. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, wash the dishes and then like leave them all on the counter. I'm going to dry them and put them away. That exactly. would be the generous thing to do. My next door neighbor, who you know, Drew, mm-hmm. he is, I mean, he's a wonderful neighbor, but he's gotten in the habit that on... The morning that they pick up the trash two mornings a week in our neighborhood, he always goes down to the end of my driveway and picks up my trash can and puts it back on the side of the house where it belongs. Oh, wow. Every single time. And that's being generous. And that is being kind and generous. And I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a nice little thing to see How does it make you feel? Yeah, it makes me feel good that he does that and he cares to do that. Or if I'm gone out of town, he picks up my mail and keeps it in his garage till I come home. And the minute my my car hits the driveway, he's over there saying, here's all your mail. You know, and watching the house and things like that. These are things that don't cost people money, but you can actually apply a standard of generosity and kindness in your life that may will make a difference, not only in the other person, but in yourself exactly what it right? does it it's a win-win it's and a win-win, you know we, yeah. we don't have this in our culture it is no, becoming why? a dinosaur why 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 i think we are all so focused on ourselves right how what i think what i feel what's my problem in my world what can i get you know all me 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 instead of giving and taking that focus because when we're focusing on ourselves we're just thinking about our problems right that's what we're doing yeah yep we're just and how bad somebody treated us or Mm -hmm. and and again back to social media you see a lot of that in social media i can't believe so and so did oh yes the rant you know the rant and the raves and and it's disgusting i don't even like to read it i don't read it i just move on absolutely because if i see that that's where it's going you know, I, I don't want to put all that negativity, No, you know, inside of me. So Not at all, right. And so that's what we're wanting to do when we're wanting to be generous. We need to be generous with others, but we need to also be generous with ourselves. Right. And so by being generous with ourselves, I mean coming to a point where we'll forgive ourselves. Right. You know, a lot of times oh, we hold yes. that unforgiveness yes. towards us. Right. We do. We, we do. do. 
And a lot of times that unforgiveness towards ourselves is translated in our facial expressions, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, body language, facial expressions. And you look at people in the grocery, you look at people walking down the street or in the mall or wherever you or in your workplace. And sometimes the, the face is so... I don't know if the word is angry or if it's sad. I mean, sometimes you can see the sadness. Sometimes you can see anger, you know, some mm-hmm. just like, boy, if they, you know, they're ready to punch somebody out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I found through the years, if you smile at someone, you know, it can change the dynamic of how you feel about yourself, but especially how they feel mm-hmm. when they're smiled at. Yeah, it's a free gift. A smile is a free it gift. It's a free gift. And it, oh, okay. It's a gift for both the giver and the receiver. All right, yeah. But a lot of people go through life and they do not smile very much. They don't, yeah. And things true. are not very funny to them, you know. And I love the family dynamic I have with a lot of my family members because story after story is told that are funny. Mm-hmm. And we're just cracking up laughing, 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 spend an evening just laughing, which feels good. Yes, it does. You know? And I think that helps our confidence. And yes, it does. And our value. And, you know, all too often family get-togethers become the time to rant and rave about who's mad at who or we're going to drudge up, you know, negative feelings or who w- was let down or who's messing their life up, you know, instead of reminiscing about what was good, what was right, what's happy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And try to stay off of politics. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that makes a lot of problems and yeah yeah yeah, just that's that's a free one there all right there you go (laughs) um okay what else can we do we want to prepare ourselves what do you mean so when i'm talking about preparing myself we need to have some direction what direction are we going okay it doesn't mean you have to know your end destination or your ultimate goal but have a direction maybe my direction is i want to go to school i don't know what i want to go to school for yet but maybe i'm gonna go to school i'll register and just take a couple prereqs but you have a direction so make some short-term direction for yourself good idea yeah. So if you know you're not happy at your job and you don't have the confidence to leave, make a resume. Right. You know, so get a direction, um, even if it's a small, short-term direction, because that helps give you guidance where you're trying to get to. Otherwise, you're kind of just wandering around. Right. And you're not getting anywhere. Right. And you're frustrated. So get somewhere. So think about your goals and what can I do? What is my goal? A lot of people don't have goals. They don't have them. <laughs> I know. They don't have them. I know. And and even in your finances, if you'll take some little thing like a credit card and start making a goal to get it paid off, or that makes you feel better. Things, yes, it does. Things like that, or saving money, you know, and putting money towards something, a vacation that you're going to do is a goal. That's a goal. You know? Yes. Maybe my goal is I'm going to a lot some time for me you know a couple days a week to do just something i want to do right. that could be a direction sure. but find a direction and work towards your direction um really important though to know your principles and values a lot of people don't yeah they take on the principle and values of everyone around them that's why we're asking their opinion for everything people are always reaching out asking opinions um they don't really know what they believe they know what they've been told they should think or value or believe but they haven't really accepted those beliefs you or know, values. You know, that's very good. I'm glad you brought that up. Because principles, I don't know, how would you define a principle? Well, it's kind of We're like, not talking about the one in your school. No, it's, it's a <laughs> kind of a set of values. Yeah, set of values. Okay, the way you believe about mm-hmm. things, right? Right. What you use, it's kind of your compass that you use to make decisions. Like honesty and... Mm-hmm, integrity, character. Those are things mm-hmm. that, you know... Follow through. Follow through, right. Exactly. What what do you, um, what are your principles? But what if the listener says, I don't even know what that means. And I don't know how to find what my principles are. How do you define that? How do you find that? Not define it. How do you (laughs) find find it if you don't know what they are? You start thinking about what do I value? Okay. That's a good way. Because our principles are usually found in what we value. So do I value honesty? Mm-hmm. Do I want... Do or do I, you care if you're in a relationship with a liar? Do I care if people liar? lie to me? Some yeah. people don't value honesty. What it is that, What do I value? And start mm-hmm. really thinking about what are the things that kind of upsets me in my life or with my relationships? Because it's probably hitting against your values, which is why it's upsetting you. Very good point. And back to the lying thing, because it, sometimes in relationships, we get so used to being around a liar, it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. 
It just is, oh, yeah, well, that's probably not the truth. And, you know, but it really undermines the integrity of that relationship, whether it's a work relationship, a personal relationship, a family relationship, a relationship with your children or or relatives or whatever. If you know going in that that person is probably, probably lying to you. Mm-hmm. What's where there's no depth And to you that. accept that. What yep. if you accept that as normal and okay? Whoa, there we go. <laughs> and when you accept that as normal and okay, look what happens to people. You know, they don't have very healthy relationships when they accept that. They make an excuse for it. Right. Um, and they take it as normal and it's not healthy. Right. And so they kind of are accepting relationships that aren't making them feel fulfilled. They're not, you know, they're not feeding them. They're kind of the draining relationships because you can't trust someone who's going to lie to you all the time. No. So how deep does that relationship really go? It doesn't. And so finding your values is really an important part of knowing who you are. I really agree with that. And I do think it has a lot to know to do with figuring out, okay, what can I, what really rubs me the wrong way? Mm-hmm. And for me personally, it's a liar. Oh, that's one of my biggest. Okay. One of my biggest things. Because if I don't, if I can't trust what you're telling me, why am I bothering to listen to you? Exactly. Or how is it affecting me? And maybe you're just yanking my chain, you know, and you don't even really feel what you're saying, but you're trying to upset me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Oh, I really do. In fact, I just had an incident this week at work where I had a manager. I was following up on something. I had a manager send me a lie to me, essentially in an email. And I verified and found it was totally not true, What he, the information he gave me. And it really made me upset. That now I have this manager. I have no, you, I, he's lost trust with me. I can't trust you. Is he under you? Yes. How can he stay in so this position? So how can he stay in that position? And that's where it's going to lead to for him because he, I know he lies. Right. And he didn't think twice about it. But the world is full of liars, Dr. Angel. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more of them I find. Oh, I, I mean, you. I think it's a common problem in our society. That's what I'm saying. I think truth and integrity have taken a backseat to being popular, to saying what other people want to hear, whatever. You're right. And I think a lot of people, they will lie to think that they're, you know, safe in their backside or they don't want to start a fight with somebody. So they make up a lie so that they don't have to have a fight while they were late or whatever it is. But on the end of the day, the lies are hurting us. They're hurting our relationships. They hurt who we are. Well, and as a boss, like you are in the organization where you are and you have a lot of people that report to you, how does that affect the, the, the whole atmosphere? Right. It it totally, it's going to impact that atmosphere because now I have someone I don't have trust for. Mm-hmm. So how can I keep him in that position kind of thing? I can't. Okay. So, then now relate that to a friendship. Well, when you have a friendship and that person lies, you're going to not get to know my inner thoughts and dreams and desires. I'm either A, not going to stay in this friendship, or B, I'm going to push you more out to kind of like a, a friendship that I could give, you know, lose. It wouldn't matter to me, you know, not as close of a friendship. I don't out on the Put them on the limb a little bit more. You're right. Sorry. But if I continue letting them into me and I know they're a liar, then I'm going to keep getting hurt. Right. Right. Okay. And what about in a personal, intimate relationship? How does that affect that? Oh, well, it's a foundation. Truth is a foundation to an I intimate agree. relationship. I agree. So it should be. It cracks that foundation. It's going to disrupt it really hard. Right. It's going to. Absolutely. Does that mean they can't? Get it and turn it around and regain trust. But trust takes a long time to build and an instant to break. Ooh. Boy, that's a good quote. Can we quote you on that, <laughs> you Dr. Can Angel? quote me on that. Trust takes a long time to build and a what? An instant to break. An instant to break. Okay. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that. They're so used to perhaps growing up in a, in a situation where lying was normal mm-hmm. and lying was accepted and they just take it into the workplace or they take it into a marriage or whatever the case may be and think it should be totally acceptable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I see a lot of people who um, the value of, of truth is really diminished for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as long as they can get away with it, it's okay. Exactly. I mean, there's not even self-guilt right. for that lie. Right. 
Oh, we got a lot more to cover. I thought we were going to end up tonight, but we're not. We got mm. too much more to, to t- talk about. So let's just go back to that last point about truth. And how does that impact our inner confidence, Dr. Angel? I mean, for those out there that are living in relationships or they've been used to having relationships, family, work, wherever, personal relationships, where lying is part of it, and they know it, mm-hmm. but they've never actually spoken up about it. Well, I will tell you, you probably do not have a lot of self-value. Because if okay. you value does, yourself, yeah. I believe I'm worth having the truth. Yes. And I'm going to confront that, or I'm going to deal with that, or I'm going to let them know, no, that's not the kind of relationship that's okay for me. So I think it goes back to value. When you right. value yourself, you won't accept Eliza's truth. You won't want to stay in it at the same level. Either A, you're going to get help, professional help for that relationship. You're going to confront it, get professional help for that relationship, and try to build that trust. Or B, you're going to kind of reevaluate where that relationship is in your life, if it's still in your life. So when you're wanting to have a dialogue about that, when you lie to me, I feel. Exactly. How do you feel? You want to amplify on that? Because that's a really good way to have a conversation and... And start the communication in that regard. Absolutely, because it's a difficult discussion to have. I'm, I'm sure most people don't oh, feel comfortable yeah. with it, oh, but yeah. we have to take ownership of how it makes you feel. I feel when you lie to me, it makes me feel yes. like I can't trust you, I, that you don't, you know, you're not taking care of me, whatever. I don't know the relationship, but how does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. What does it do to you? And letting them know what it's doing to you is a really important part of confronting that. If this is a relationship worth investing in and keeping, then they need to know your truth or you're walking in a lie because you're holding it back. Don't you think that has a lot to do with why people don't have inner confidence? Maybe, maybe they're around people that continually make them feel bad about themselves and try to convince them that that is the truth, that they are less than, that they are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying, and it definitely impacts... I think we've stumbled on something very important, right? I I think we did. It really does. It impacts who you are, what you're going to do with your life, because it impacts how I feel about my value and how I feel about my my abilities. Right. And the longer we allow that to happen, and remember, we control how we think, how we feel, and what we do. The longer we let that happen, the more we're shackling ourselves we and are. holding ourselves we're, back. We're actually going along with the, mm-hmm. the bondage of this whole thing. Yeah, we're giving it permission. We are. Wow. Woo. Okay, we're just about time to get out of here. Do you have a final thought you'd like to end with? You know, final thought, I really would love our listeners just to go back and just evaluate their negative self-talk. What are those messages? Where do they come from? And replace them with truth. And look at what do I value? There you go. Good place to start next week, too. So join us next week for the last part, part four of this series, Inner Confidence. You can catch all a bunch of our shows right here at TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcasts, go to Goyard, and you can hear them or go to our website, Goyard2014.org. It's an O-R-G. Go there and you'll see a bunch of them. And we're going to be right back here next week. At least I am. Are you? Yes. And what's your name? Dr. Angel. Oh, yeah, that's who you are. And I'm Mama Max. See ya. And that's Pete. And <laughs> see you guys. Have a good, good night. Set my life to you. Oh, Lord, have mercy on this weary soul.